Hi, I'm Susie, and I have pink hair. And I'm Alexis, and I'm wearing Crocs. Crocs and a hat covered in pins. And you're listening to Jawbreakers, the universe's best podcast. The universe's best podcast. Every episode, we look at celebrities and musicians to find fun little tidbits and conspiracies you won't see in magazines. We follow snack food mascots like Mr. Peanut and the Keebler Elves to make sure they're staying in their lane. And we do it all while eating candy and hitting jewels. And we do it all while eating candy and hitting jewels. Jawbreakers. <laughs> no, it's fine. Hello to my little danimals. I <laughs> starting over. Hi, this is Jawbreakers Podcast, and this week Alexis and I are talking about How I Met Your Mother, which we've already talked about very, very, very extensively on our other show on this network called The Bro Code that dropped on 420 and is available now wherever you get your podcasts. I recommend searching by Nurma Nurma Network because there are a lot of podcasts called The Bro Code. If you search The Bro Code by Barney Stinson on Audible, you'll get the actual ebook for The Bro Code, and then you'll get our podcast, which I think is fun. You can listen to it, like I said, wherever podcasts are found. This episode is us just closing that out by talking about all the pop culture stuff we missed while we were trying to finish up that other show. I know that we have a pretty inconsistent schedule the last couple of months with this show. Uh, the most inconsistent it's been since we started, to be honest. And I am not going to apologize for that because we put out 15 episodes on the side. So you can go get those hot and ready wherever you get podcasts. If you want to support us, one way that you can do that is simply by listening to this episode. Driving up our numbers and our analytics is really helpful and it helps us be able to do more stuff down the line. And it helps people find our our stuff and our other podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram. That's another great way to support and see the content and the updates about the show. It's at Nurmer Nurmer. And then the most financially beneficial sort of fan club way is the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Nurmer Nurmer. You want a piece of my chunky? Ew, did you just proposition me? That looks like a room temp Klondike bar. No, it's my chunky. Where did you find that? It's what is it? Great to share. Chunky. It does say great to share. Yeah, I'll, I'll have some chunky. Feels chunky. <laughs> I don't know what. It says milk chocolate with with peanuts and raisins. <laughs> <laughs> That's really great to share. That sounds really good. How many servings is in this one chunky? Four. <laughs> it feels like it's broken up into like 16 pieces. No, it's broken into four. Okay. Oh, no, you're right. And then the four is split. It's 16. <laughs> Good job. Oh, it smells like peanuts, milk, chocolate, and raisins. Wow, the raisin smell is heavy. <laughs> wow. I just bit the edge of it. Pure raisin. Wow, this is quite a find. Oh yeah, I got full raisin right here, sticking out. That just smells like raisin. <laughs> I can't believe it overpowers the chocolate and the peanuts. <gasps> There's so much raisin! <laughs> okay, I just took a slightly bigger bite. 
and got like half a peanut and five raisins. <laughs> Just eat raisins. This is so raisin heavy. Do you like raisinets? Yeah, I like raisinets. I don't mind raisins. Dark, it's just dark chocolate raisinets are one of my favorite candies. But this, there's something about it being in a bar. Also, they're like, hmm, chocolate peanut candy is really successful. What's something people haven't tried yet? Adding raisins. It's not bad for a raisin. <laughs> Chunky. I mean, you have to admit, it's kind of chunky. Can you imagine, like, you're on a road trip with someone, they're like, hey, I'm gonna go inside, do you want anything? Yeah, get me a chunky bar. This definitely feels like an old people thing. I don't hate it. It's just like, when you bite it, you hit raisins with your teeth every with every bite. Full raisin. The other day, I spent way too much money on a uh, cheese wheel. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a wheel, but... You know, I, sometimes I like to buy really expensive cheeses, and I felt like eating a fruity one. I used to get this one that was cranberry a lot. I had a blueberry one I loved. And I bought this cherry one. It was a blue cheese with cherry pieces, but all the cherry was in the middle of the cheese, and just so impossible to get to and so not worth it when you got there. If that blue cheese, that cherry blue cheese had as much rain, cherry as this has raisins, I would have loved it. So you wanted a cheese that was mostly cherry. With just a hint of cheese. I just had like five raisins. Dude, every bite, five raisins guaranteed. They don't skimp on the raisins. What's the thing in Raisin Bran where it's like nine pieces of raisin per spoonful or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. We know what I'm talking about? Raisin Bran mission statement. Raisin Bran. Raisins per... Bran. There's 30 raisins per serving. Kellogg's claimed that there are two scoops of raisins in every box of raisin bread. Oh, is that why the sun on the cover is doing like a double scoop? He's double fisting some scoops full of raisin. Mm -hmm. Wow, I gotta get back into raisins. <laughs> raisins are so underrated. No, not a bad pen. Couldn't tell you there were peanuts in it. Someone who's allergic to peanuts could die from this. You think someone allergic to peanuts is gonna bite a random candy bar <laughs> called Chunky? Yeah, because they're gonna be like, it just smells like raisins. It does smell like raisins. Uh, but in peanuts' defense, peanuts don't really have a smell unless you're allergic. True. If I had a dick. Did you hear about Bad Bunny? I did hear about Bad Bunny, but from like a third-hand source, so I didn't actually get a chance to look yeah, it up. Yeah, he's gonna be a superhero. I forget his superhero's name. It's like El Muerto or something like that. I was gonna say El Diablo. Basically. I'll Google it. But as a superhero movie hater as of recently. I love that. superhero movies, actually. I just don't like when they're stupid. Which is all of them except for Robert Pattinson. It is called. It is El Muerto. <sighs> oh, it's a Spider-Man character. Yeah. Wait, is it his movie? He's gonna be in it. Yeah. No, it's or like, like uh, yeah. I think they're like doing a whole thing for him. 
It's not like he's a villain in. No, 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 no. Wow, that's amazing. Good for him. Yeah. Is it gonna be in Spanish? I don't know. I was wondering that. The anti-hero who acquires his powers from a mask that has been passed down from generation to generation. It's a spinoff of the Spider-Man franchise. Oh, and it's a wrestling mask. Oh yeah. And he loves wrestling. Yeah. He was. He's also. He's a. He's gonna be on the big screen this summer in Bullet Train, starring Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock. Love that. And he's going on tour. Um. Yeah, I'm happy for him. Probably this movie is going to be stupid, but... <laughs> it's not his fault. It's not his fault that they'll make some stupid science that doesn't make sense. <laughs> if I uh, had a... Jojo Siwa cut off all her hair. Oh, we haven't talked about that. No. She can't wear a bow anymore. No. She did make a video of her, like, putting her hair into the creepiest little ponytail and adding a bow. Yep, Jojo Siwa cut her hair, which is crazy. Then she wasn't invited to the Kids' Choice Awards, which is crazy because she has a billion-dollar Nickelodeon company. But, yeah. you know, that's fine. Whatever. <sighs> uh, did you want to talk about Johnny? Oh, yeah, actually, I do. Johnny Depp's trial for his domestic violence relationship with Amber Heard has been happening Mm -hmm. and I knew about it because we've talked about it but they're fucking streaming it on TikTok it's absurd so I don't really like watch the news or engage with the news I deleted the news app off my phone probably sometime during Trump's presidency just don't care for it I'll hear about the super important stuff it's fine I'm I certainly haven't watched a trial for anything. And then here I am. Live stream trials like this? Right. I'm scrolling TikTok in the middle of the day. Like noon. And here's Johnny Depp on the stand. Answering questions from the lawyers and stuff. And I think it was like. The whole time I was watching it. It never fell under 150,000 people watching the live. Uh. Which is like, and that's just on TikTok. Probably most people on TikTok are in the same boat as me where they're like not watching live feeds. What is Ryu doing? (laughs) What is she doing? I fed her dinner. What's the problem? But yeah, and then also it's crazy because there's a bunch of people in the comments who are spamming comments and then on TikTok you can gift. So there's like, different gifts like some that cost a few cents like roses cost only a few cents each and you can like stack them so that your name appears on the screen for a long time so then if someone's like screenshotting or screen recording the johnny depp trial these people who are gifting their name will show up however there's a hundred and fifty thousand people in the live so you can't even see the people who are gifting because there's so many people gifting who did the gifts go to that's the thing the tiktok account streaming is just abc news so abc news is getting tiktok gifts and then the people who really want attention are sending the big big gifts which i know for a fact are like 20 or 50 dollars yeah 
I think there's even one that's like a hundred dollars. And people are sending those gifts to ABC News. And this trial went. I I don't know if it's still happening at this moment, but like it was definitely streaming on my TikTok for like three or four days. Great. So it's been like I would say probably five days of streaming it all day, and people spamming ABC with gifts. And I'm so curious how much money abc has made on tiktok yeah. and it's just weird that it's i wouldn't be surprised if this were like something on tv like airing on like a cable that you could tune in right like oj simpson i think the thing. last time i saw someone on a stand was brett kavanaugh <laughs> yeah and I had to like choose to go find it yeah but this is just on TikTok, which is absurd because anyone can see it. Right, because you don't even... The way that TikTok lives work, if you don't use TikTok, is like... It's just on your feed because your entire feed is like curated through an algorithm. And it'll randomly have a live just thrown in with the other videos that you're watching. And because TikTok is a notorious time suck, you end up just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And then you fucking see Johnny Depp. TikTok algorithm is crazy and really good. Hyper specific, yeah. So if you like multiple things that are like pop culture, you're gonna get it. Yeah, for real. But yeah, then there's been like all these like compilation videos of Amber Heard's lawyer talking to Johnny Depp and all this. And I'm trying to find, I was taking screenshots. Oh yeah, they were submitting into evidence like his text messages yeah. and there was like a series of text messages between him and marilyn manson yep. which was crazy and they were talking about weed and he was being like he was being like stupid about it yeah. but in like a very like how old is he 50 plus yeah yeah these like texting marilyn manson about like bags of weed and shit and then like that's just on tiktok yeah. i took the screenshot it's like five gallon bags of weed. Wow. And then, of course, everybody in the comments is like, who fucking cares if he smokes weed? That's all when we're. They were asking, like, did you talk about your private life with any celebrity directors or actors? Like, this whole thing. But it's like, have you talked to celebrities or big names about it? And he's like, yes, but in the context that they're my friends. They're like, like, who? <laughs> Uh, like, I'm close friends with Tim Burton. We've been working together since Edward Scissorhands. And then there was a lot of TikTok reactions that were, like, Duh. Heard's lawyer's response to him name-dropping. <laughs> That's literally, yeah, he's bringing up some really, really high-profile people because he's a very high-profile person. He has been for, like, 40 years. Like, for a while. So yeah, that was crazy. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, it's I, dude. Whoever's like the social media manager at ABC News has probably got such a promotion. Yeah, they're like, let's just C-span it onto the TikTok live, and everyone's like, why would we do that? Why would we do that? We have a thousand followers yet. We can go live. They they had a thousand and three followers when it started. I don't know why there's a camera that deep in the courtroom and why we saw so, so, the so entire deep. the blow by like blow. It feels like a TV show. Like it's, There's multiple cameras. Be in there. It'll be like Johnny Depp will be like 
yeah, that's that's my signature. I already said that. And then it's like cut to Amber Heard. Amber Heard does like a Jim from the office look at the camera. <laughs> the courtroom's a live audience, actually. Yeah. <laughs> also because it doesn't impact anyone except for them. But like there's all kinds of trials that actually impact many of us that we don't see. Why is this one blown up? Also, I'm thinking well, I've been thinking a lot about too, like Britney's trial. People would have watched that. Yeah. Why weren't there five cameras on there? Yeah. Which like what like obviously also if you want a private trial, you should have a private trial. Right. Why is this so public? Why is this so public? Uh, did you hear that Machine Gun Kelly said he's gonna go back to rap? No, I didn't hear that. <laughs> days what after, happened? Days after. Okay, so he's been doing these really bad covers recently, right? Mm-hmm. He did System of a Down. He did Misery Business multiple times. <laughs> but days ago, at Coachella, Billie Eilish brought Haley Williams of Paramore out on stage and they sang Misery Business together, which Haley hasn't sang in years. She retired it. And now all of a sudden, Machine Gun Kelly's <laughs> done. Backed out. Speaking of Coachella, mm-hmm. you're Danny Elfman. Oh yeah, the hottest man at Coachella. Absolutely absurd. AARP I member. Never guess that's what that man looked like. I thought he Ripped. just looked like an old school crazy director. You know what I mean? Like I know he makes the music. You mean wrong. like composer? When, no. What do you I mean, mean when you say director? Like. Tim Burton, or what's that one guy that... the fuck does Tim Burton look like? Tim Burton looked exactly how you think Tim Burton looked. Actually, maybe not you. What's that one director you just found out what he looks like? Quentin Tarantino? Yeah, I expected that. I know, I know Danny Elfman did all the music for all the movies. Does Tim Burton look like Quentin Tarantino? Mm, yeah, but all. You don't know what Tim Burton looks like? Nope, I don't. They haven't shown any pics of him at the Johnny Depp. Do you, have you ever seen a director? <laughs> what? No. Wait, can I think of any other directors that I might have seen? I know what Jordan Peele looks like. <laughs> I know what Boz Lerman looks like. That is exactly what Tim Burton would look like. Right? Yeah. So this is what I expected Danny Elfman to look like. That makes perfect sense, yeah. But instead, Danny Elfman is... Tatted up. So tatted up. He is older. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, look at him when he's young. He's hot. Just like this hot little mysterious dude walking around, goes to the bar, orders like a gin. He looks like a cue ball with hair. He looks like Elliot Smith. Elliot Smith is ugly? He looks like a stoop. No, this is like the 90s, first of all. So it's hot to be ugly. Basically, yeah, yeah. He's like a little misfit kid. Yeah. Just smoking inside the bars. Drawing. He's drawing the corpse bride on a napkin. He, he listens to the Smiths. Yeah, Elliot Smith's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see him. Did you Google Elliot Smith ugly? <laughs> I didn't know what he was gonna do. 
And then he just went on stage and was Danny Elfman. Mm-hmm. How Danny Elfman got that Coachella body. GQ. <laughs> so he did the Spider-Man score? You know what else is cool? Hmm. And he did Nightmare Before Christmas? What? Harry Styles. New song. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Old new song? Yep. Great song. Everyone real Harry grew up overnight, and now everyone loves him, even those who didn't always love him. Even though he already had, like, one billion literal fans. Um, I don't know who you're referring to, but I want to say I still don't love Harry Styles, and I do think it's a good song. I'm saying, I guess I might have, um, spoke inconcisely. I'm saying now instead of one billion fans, he has, he has two, two billion fans. Okay, okay. Out of the seven billion people on the planet. Are we still at seven billion? Has it gone up or down? I know it's there's some... Like a... It might, might have evened out. Might be at exactly... <laughs> it's probably gone up too, too much. Yeah. Harry Styles. I still don't trust him. He's contemporary John Lennon, and obviously John Lennon's not trustworthy. Mm, and it, yeah. Oh, what did we say? Mick Jagger. He's more Mick Jagger than Adam Levine. Adam Levine, who sang the song Moves Like Jagger. But Harry Styles didn't have to call a song Moves Like Jagger. No, he didn't. I think that's the first indication that you might not be Mick Jaggery. Right. Like, if I had a song called... I sound like Batman. Mm Mm-hmm. People might take pause. Right, because they're like... Hmm, why do you have to point that out? Point that out. If you sounded like Batman... We wouldn't, you wouldn't have to tell us. Right, we'd just we'd hear Batman. Yeah. Yeah, so... How I Met Your Mother. You ever heard of it? Mm, yeah. You? Yes. You watched it recently? Yeah, so what we did is we watched the entire show. We had to really cram it. Because we wanted to finish watching it with enough time to record edit and publish 15 episodes about the bro code and drop it on 420 Mm -hmm. so we wanted to finish watching the show by like valentine's day or something but we had this idea in like what late december or something yeah it was yeah we watched i remember watching a decent amount on christmas so like must have been like late november slash december Right, and we thought 420 was so far away. So far away. But what we, ne- what we neglected to realize, there's over 200 episodes of How I Met Your Mother. There are shows that I've binged multiple times, but those shows don't have episodes that make me want to turn it off and never watch it again, which How I Met Your Mother fully does. And the whiplash of that plot is... It's a lot. It's a fun show. We realized, I think both of us realized that a lot of things that we've done as adults have been based off of that show. Yeah. Very influential. Very. It's just horrible. I think it's, uh, people say it's like the friends for our generation. I agree with that. I relate to that show way more than I've ever related to friends. Why on earth do we even need multiple shows about, like, singles in New York? What about Broad City? Same question. Um, I think also, Broad City is a different thing. 
it's not a group of straight white people. It's about two friends. Yeah. Living in New York. Yeah. And they all date each other. Mm -hmm. Like they go between like living together and living with everyone. Yeah. The friends do that shit too. You think that? Yeah. You think that happens in New York? Should we watch Friends? Let's binge it. We can get it all out by. Cinco de Mayo. (laughs) Yeah. So we did that, and then. I think part of binging it caused us, it caused me to lose a little bit of joy about the show. Okay, when we say binging it, we meant we scheduled two hours a day to watch of it. Every day. For like two weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, it made it a little less fun. Mm Mm-hmm. It felt like a job. It really was just a commitment. Yeah, while we both were, exactly, while we both were full. And that's why we haven't been putting out Jawbreakers super regularly. Because <laughs> there's been multiple moments where it's like, oh shit, now we have to watch the entire rest of the show. The last like two weeks we were watching it, it was, we were watching either six or seven episodes a night. Yeah. Of this show and that. show that only gets worse. It gets, right. So like, by the time like, we were binging it, it was bad. Right. And there was like. One season that was really bad, and then the next season kind of had some redemption, and then it just steep, steep downhill. Oh my god. I still like that show. I can't imagine watching it again. Yeah, I feel like I can't watch it again for years. Mm -mm. And like, if I do, it's because someone is like, hey, this is on. Oh, so we we decided to watch it all and binge it all to record another podcast. Right? Yep. Well, the bro code. Yes. Find now on Never Never Network, wherever you get podcasts. It's gonna be legend, wait for it, dairy. Where we break down the bro code by the Barney Stinson. By Barney Stinson. Turns out, not that much bro code in the show. (laughs) Not that much bro code in the show, and the bro code was published after season three, so the bro code doesn't even reference anything (laughs) in the majority of the show. We, okay... If I were to go back in time, we could have watched the first three seasons. We could have watched the first three seasons. And then it would have stopped at the, like, Ted Stella storyline. Yeah. <clears throat> we wouldn't have had to deal with any of that shit with What's-Her-Face in the building, the Arcadian building. Oh, God, I forgot about Oh, How I Met Your Mother, spoiler alerts. Yeah, we wouldn't have had to deal with Jason Siegel wanting to write himself yeah. off the show. <laughs> Yeah, just a lot of really bad Robin and Barney plot lines where they're dating other people and, like, you can't tell what's serious. And then, obviously, we wouldn't have had to watch the horrific finale. Which everyone knows. Is horrific. That is well regarded as, like, the worst finale of a beloved show. I don't know if any of these are real. Because there's a bunch of, like, fan edits of how the... (laughs) Yeah. Of an alternate ending. But I watched one that I think... From what, what I can tell, like, from all the comments and stuff, is actually the alternate ending, like, on the DVD. Mm-hmm. And, um, everyone's just happy. Marnie and Robin stay together, and Ted just, the last scene is just him meeting the mother. Which, I like that, but also I'm like, what the fuck was the rest of that season then? <laughs> or, like, what was the rest of the last two episodes? That just go over how Barney and Robin hate each other, and then Ted's wife dies. 
So you have seen it. <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite part? So we had both watched it all like when it was coming out. Mm-hmm. Have you watched it since? No. Same. Like not even anywhere. I don't yeah. think. Same. The last time I think I watched it was when the finale ended. And watching season eight, like the one before the last one, I wondered if I'd ever seen that season at all. Yeah, I have rewatched up until season seven multiple times. Like I saw season seven multiple times. It's hard to believe season eight even existed. Yeah. And it's honestly shocking that the show was renewed. I feel like they blew their opportunity to finish the show well when they put out season eight. Yeah. I think they could have ended it well in season eight too. But instead they had like throwaway episodes in season eight. Um, and really early like in the like in the last few seasons. I wanna say it was like season seven, maybe beginning to season eight, but it felt like an eternity. They mentioned like and Zoe was the last girl I dated before I met your mother. It just, even when he broke like, up with her, it was just like so long. And you're like, we're so close, but I feel like they could have tried to do this for like five more seasons. There's so much fatigue with that show as far as will it be Robin? Mm-hmm. Because in episode fucking one, in the pilot. Ted refers to her as Aunt Robin to the kids. It was not... We knew the mother wasn't Robin from the pilot. So that's fine. Have your back and forth. Clearly it's part of your growing journey. But to do it to us for a decade. And then, like, it's getting... We are getting, like, down to the wire. She's, like, looking for a locket to get married to Barney. And it's, they're still doing the, like, will they, won't they with Ted and Robin. It's like, holy fucking shit, dude. How stupid do you think your viewers are? I don't also remember it being so sad and gross to watch. (laughs) Ted, so unbearable to watch and so sad that it's not even like, I hope he finds somebody. It's just like, dude, you gotta get out. This is so... The way he treats Victoria is disgusting. Yeah. The way that he, like, flip-flops his personality for Zoe is disgusting. Mm -hmm. There are so many Ted plots that are, like, there's, it's, like, he's not a character that I want to sympathize with or want anything good for. Um, Also, real quick, with them doing this back and forth up until literally the last moment, the shots that they did with the kids... They shot in, like, the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. So, like, where the kids say, are you trying to tell us you love at Robin? Literally shot ten years before. They knew. Those kids were just walking around with little NDAs. <laughs> and they fucking knew that in ten years they were gonna ruin lives. That's true, huh? Those two kid actors. And Bob Saget. They all knew the truth. So things I like about that show is there's a lot of really creative writing where the show will like bring together something seemingly mundane with like the more profound aspects. Like I remember I tried to watch rewatch that 70s show as an adult and I was really let down by the fact that every opportunity there would be for like a sincere moment, they use it for a joke and a laugh track. 
And, like, there's absolutely none of those, like, actual sincere moments in that 70s show. Even though there's room for it. The characters are developed enough, and it's a clever show, so they could have, but they don't ever, ever, ever. How I Met Your Mother actually does, and they do it well. Yeah. It's just, you know, the actual, like, plot behind it isn't always good, but, like, that's great. I love how many episodes are, like, creatively referencing past and future episodes. It feels like putting together a puzzle. Yeah, I agree. So there's a lot of, like, show concept stuff that I like. But also, it's it's still a sitcom with the laugh track and, like, some questionable morals. <laughs> but, yeah, they do, they do fun stuff, too. Like, some of my favorite episodes are actually in some of the later seasons, where they do really creative stuff. Like, the one where Ted and Marshall get high and go to the concert. And, like, the way that they portray time, and they're just stuck in this arena. And, um, at the same time, Barney and Robin have their, like, deal to meet at midnight. And, like, they're doing, like, the, the clicking, the time ticking thing. Mm-hmm. I always, lo- I love that a lot. But also just how they did <laughs> Ted and Marshall. And also the one where they're, they show a different part of the house for that party that they threw yeah that's one of my favorites and it was like five minutes but like the same five minutes in a different room every time yeah it was really cool there's a bunch of websites throughout the show oh yeah like iCarly yeah just like an iCarly so these ones are still functioning Ted Mosby's a jerk.com Ted Mosby's not a jerk.com guy forces his wife to dress in garbage bag for the next three years.com goliathbank.com notafathersday.com mysteriousdoctorx.com and that's like Ted's radio show barneysvideoresume.com bigbusinessjournal.com which is um, like a fake it's like a pseudonym of Barney's you could visit Big Business Journal to like verify it uh, same with lorenzovonmatterhorn.com is also fake Barney grademyteacher.net is some weird reviews about Ted as a professor <laughs> stinsonbreastreduction.com and then linsonbreastlawsuit.com and then of course the slap bet countdown um but they have yeah so like that's fun i love even the fact that it's like okay in the show barney has multiple books bro code playbook whatever and then they printed those as real books that you can get. Like, I like that, and I like having this outside thing. The slap bet countdown was actually going to time the slap nice. while the show was on. So if you watched it while it was airing, you could go to this website, and, like, I think that's really fun. That is really fun. I like that a lot. There's so much attention to detail that's fun. Yeah. But when you're trying to analyze it for plot, because you're trying to do a podcast, it gets a little heady. And you want to kill Ted Mosby. <laughs> I can't even reiterate how much Ted Mosby becomes the worst character if you watch it th- that close together. Can I spoil how I met your father? Sure, yeah. I don't think you're going to watch it. I can't. I probably will, but like, who's to say when? It could be in 20 years. Okay. So they do a lot of references. So How I Met Your Father is starring Hilary Duff. And it's like a Hulu show that just started this year, and it's supposed to be like a, not like a spinoff, but like a, I don't know what to call it. Yeah. Just another iteration of the same style. It's like Hilary Duff in 20 years, talking to her kids about how she met 
their father. Same vibes. She lived, she was in New York City in her 20s. But uh, one cute thing is one of her friends lives in Marshall and Ted's old apartment. Oh, they don't go there that. very often. But, like, she went over once and he's like, yeah, we got it from the, uh, this old, like, Wesleyan Facebook group. Like, some guys who used to oh. go there. They even left these sweet swords. Which is really cute. And then, but the biggest one that I was excited to tell you about was the captain comes out again. Oh my god, of all people. him and Boats, Boats, Boats are getting divorced. (gasps) And he has a Glenn McKenna, like, 600. Wow. Like, even better than the one that Ted had. But, I don't remember why, but he's like, oh, this is like that night back in 2006 when my pineapple got stolen off of my lawn. <gasps> the pineapple incident. The pineapple incident. They stole it from the captain? They stole it from the captain before they even knew the captain. I think they tied the captain in just to do that. <laughs> just to have, like, yeah, a plausible connection to that universe. I don't remember why he was involved. It seemed really unnecessary. The actor was probably just free. Yeah. Also, uh, Kobe Smolders came out again. She, Hillary Duff, like, got upset at the guy who lives in Ted and Marshall's old apartment and went down to McLaren's, and Robin was there. And uh, Carlos the bartender was there. Wow, Carlos the bartender, huh? Yep, and they sat at their booth. Do they go to McLaren's? No, only that once. Oh, okay. Robin was there, which was kind of sad. Because they make Robin, this also takes place in 2022, which lines up with Robin being just fucking sad and alone. Oh, I didn't even think about that. And then she's just sitting sad and alone at McLaren's. Right, because the finale's in 2030. Yeah. Or the reveal or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so as, when I watched it before, my favorite character was Robin. I thought she was cool. Uh... (laughs) female leads who worked with a big deal at the time, you know, we got Tina Fey's. Yeah, you're Robin Sherbatsky's. I hated it. I didn't hate her. I hated what they did to her character. Yeah. And her outfits. Oh my god. <laughs> they were so bad. Particularly in the first, like, four seasons. Yeah. She, if you just look at any outfit she's wearing, it is horrible. It's, like, for people who shop at JCPenney, but, like, even those people wouldn't have bought it. Like, sweaters and skirts and... So many weird patterns. That don't make sense. And then they'll just randomly have a cutout in the sweater and then she... (laughs) There was also just some horrifying layering going on. Whereas, like, okay, she's wearing a shirt that seems okay and then she turns around and there's, like... (laughs) There's, There's, like, a turquoise... Undershirt. Wasn't there one that there was like, oh, like a seahorse on the back or something? Yeah, it was like, oh, that one's alright. <laughs> no. Absolutely absurd. Also, Lily could probably pull off most of the outfits. She teaches kindergarten. She teaches kindergarten. And it's supposed it, to look weird. Right, and they all kind of, I mean, they didn't look insane when you consider that it's 2006 or whatever. Yeah. They didn't have to dress her that way, especially considering just how distracting it was. Like, they could have just chosen things with fewer patterns. She could have just worn a plain shirt every day. 
Right. Like, they could have still done the weird layering thing and it just been, like, a yellow cardigan and a white undershirt. Yeah. But no. They had to put an octagon out of her forearm. (laughs) Right. And then, like, add a sequin. (laughs) Oh, it is crazy. A lot of questionable stuff happening in that show when you rewatch it. It's still fun, but it doesn't hold up the way you would expect such a prolific show to hold up. Yeah, also a lot of it is kind of, it was gross at the time, but uh, past that's funny. Yeah. And so now watching it is really hard when that was such a big part of the show. Haha, ha, Barney's gross, but now it's like... And also, you realize everyone's in on it, and also every ten seconds, there's either like a fat joke or a gay joke or a... Somebody. Yeah. Like, something that's just, like, the person is absolutely not represented on the show. Yeah. Like, you have no space to make that joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, side note from Post. I noticed also that in the show, when they do have somebody who's not white or is a different weight or whatever, specifically Robin's coworker Patrice or Robin's boyfriend Kevin, who is from the Harold and Kumar franchise, they don't make any sort of racial or fat jokes, which I... I'm not saying they should, but there's a serious disconnect between how those jokes impact. Like, we wouldn't... Oh, of course we wouldn't say these jokes to, like, Kevin, he's our friend. But you're going to say them to an audience that undoubtedly has, like... Like, you're okay with all sorts of other sort of racial stereotypes or stereotypes about fat people or gay people when that person's not in the room. It's almost like they thought that was what was normal and that's what they wanted to do. But... They also had the sense enough to know that you wouldn't say that to a friend. So it's almost worse. I'm not trying to expect too much out of the era that this show came out. But, you know, you have Wayne Brady on the show. You have people on the show that could potentially make a sophisticated black joke or whatever from that perspective. And instead, the only people making those jokes are the white characters when there's no non-white people in the room. But I digress. Let's get back into the actual episode with me and Alexis. Like, at least in The Office, which not all those jokes have aged well, but, like, at least it's usually that type of person's in the room. Yeah. Which is a a different kind of offensive. Well, and it's also different because when, like, if Michael were to make a joke like that, the joke was that, like, this is absolutely absurd and people would get mad at him for making the joke. Right. Whereas He's here, supposed even, like, to be a supervisor. Like Lily, but Lily's gonna say, oh, Ted's sleeping with the fat chick. Mm-hmm. Type of thing. Like, at least, they're, in obvious, they're, not all of them, but a lot of the jokes are, this person's an asshole for doing this. Right. Which is, you need to, that's the only way that I am comfortable with that kind of joke mm-hmm. existing. Yeah. Is like I and like some people do it too hard. Like Big Bang Theory does a lot of like, oh haha, nerds are misogynists by accident. But they do it so much that it's like maybe you're just writing misogynist jokes yeah. and putting them on these people. Yeah. But when you get Always Sunny in Philadelphia, then you have a bunch of people who you're supposed to kind of hate. Yeah. And when they do things that are offensive, it's like oh right, I hate these people. I'm glad I'm not them. I don't actually the, want to and they're miserable. Horrible. And they get... The justice has served yeah. to them in every episode. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, they get arrested and shit on and addicted to things. Yeah. And, like, 
lose their friends, yeah. don't have secure relationships. So they're allowed. Yeah, that's funny. I never thought about it that way. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like Ted says something shitty, and you're supposed to still believe he's the best dude that you could marry. You're supposed to be so sad that he can't find anyone. Yeah, no. There's, like, no... When they're shitty on that show, there's absolutely no acknowledgement that what they're doing is shitty. I've watched a lot of edits of other shows and movies. Like, YouTube edits. Love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I have never seen so many absurd edits as I have for this show in the <laughs> finale. Because people just wanted a different finale. My favorite one, which I... <laughs> I haven't watched it again, but I really want to because part of me is like, there's no way that was real. <laughs> was like, how the show... Okay, so in the show, after they show Barney and Robin's breakup for like 30 seconds... In the finale in finale. In the finale. Uh, they're divorced. Then Barney goes back to being Barney. Robin's just sad. Full-blown, like, season one Barney. Yeah. Absolutely Full no growth. Answer. Even though the last, like, three seasons, he was at least in serious relationships. It certainly seems like he was growing. Uh, But then he ends up having a baby after he has, like, a perfect month with some girl that they don't even name. And, like, once he has the baby, he's, like, a changed man. Um, But I saw this edit that was, like, how the series finale should have ended. And it shows Barney and Robin stayed together. But then they try to make it so that Robin and him had a baby together. Oh, so they, like, edited the clips where they tell Robin she can't have kids anymore to say (laughs) she can't have kids. So it's like, you, child, (laughs) you, and then it's like a robot, are pregnant. And uh, they do that, but then they just keep cutting to clips of, like, Colby Smulders and some drama where she's having a baby and, like, in labor, and it's like, a dark screen, like a dark scale, like it's clearly a very dramatic movie, whatever this is from. That's and then not would, how I met your it's mother. It's not how I met your mother. And then it would cut to a clip of like Barney with his, or Neil Patrick Harris with his actual children. <laughs> and the, and, and people were like, this is what I wanted. Like no one was like, what the fuck? <laughs> no one was like, wow, you really forced this. this. Great. It was like 10 minutes. It felt like 10 minutes long. But everyone was like, yes, this is what I wanted. Everyone was so into it. Wait, oh my God, there's one more thing we have to talk about. We played laser tag. Oh shit, yeah, we played laser tag. So uh, to celebrate the end of our show mm-hmm. and the beginning of our show, wow. Mm. <laughs> You're like, please don't phrase it like that, it's over. <laughs> um, we found a laser tag arena in Pittsburgh and we went. Mm-hmm. On a Sunday afternoon. Oh, and we went to the mall. And we went to the mall and listened to Let's Go to the Mall by Robin Sparkles. Yep. Robin Sparkles, another great plot point. So, Laser Tag. This facility... Also, this place was... It was so small. Tiny. It was tiny. It was honestly, like... Like, the square foot... Like, not the Laser Tag part, which is obviously, like, bigger. But, like, the actual arcade part. Like, a third of our apartment. (laughs) Yeah. It's like one room. There's just kids running around. Very there's like ten arcade games. Right, that. you could see all of them at once, and a slot machine. And a slot machine for was adults, like eighteen plus. Yeah. 
I could not believe how much light it shined on the character painting of Barney Stinson yeah. by going to this laser tag place. I took pictures. Wait, I'll find the picture. Crowded. There was a kid's birthday party. Ryan had to be turning no older than 10. No chance older than 10. Because also all of his friends were little. I realized that too. There's no, It wasn't like, like oh, a 12-year-old's really birthday. Maybe he could be little and then like some of his friends would be taller. He was, they were all little kids. There's like, okay, so there's a bunch of slogans around. I, oh my God. It literally says like, tag, you're it. Is this great or what? Exclamation point. You are the action. And then there's like footage of what's happening inside the laser tag arena while you do that. While you're outside that room looking at all these slogans, which all look like Barney Stinson slogans. They all look like Barney Stinson slogans. It would literally just be like, awesome parties. And that would be the entire sign. Trophies and banners Mm -hmm. absolutely everywhere from laser tag competitions. The 2021 had COVID on it. Yeah, I'll post a pic of that. Which was absurd. It had, yeah, it had like a clip art of COVID. The full photo set will be found on the Patreon and the... I'll put a couple pics on Instagram as well, at NermerNermer for both. But the thing is, you and I showed up. Twenty-six years old. Have clearly it, don't know Ryan. Thank, thankfully. Thankfully, we clearly are not for Ryan's birthday party. The only people wearing masks. Yeah. And I've been in situations where I'm like, okay, no one else is wearing a mask. I'll take mine off. Something about the little kids and the laser tag. I was like, I'll I just leave my mask on. Yeah. I think I would. I think I'd want to wear it even if COVID didn't exist. <laughs> There's a lot of germs in here. So then they help us out, and they're like, okay, we're going to start the next round in a bit, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then... Quick side Please. Uh, one time, Susie and I went to Coney Island, and we went to Bumper Cars, and we paid $16 to ride Bumper Cars, and they just sent the two of us on the track by ourselves. <laughs> and we couldn't so... even catch up we to each other. We couldn't catch up to each other. It was the worst experience. <laughs> we couldn't even bump each other. We were just riding around the track, and they're like, not that or anything so it wasn't fun it was just riding slowly around on bumper cars and nobody else was there and on their way we were like they're not gonna do that to us right no we're not doing this again right like if they try to throw us in there just you and me in the laser tag arena what we failed to realize was that it was a sunday afternoon and it was popping we get in there they're like all right we're going to bring you in first so we can explain the little doodads and the headset and whatever. And then they send in four middle Wait, schoolers. Before they send in the middle schoolers, they would close yes. in the doors. And I was like, Bruh, We are not, not doing, doing one-on-one <laughs> laser tag. Do not do this to us. Please don't. It would have been so boring. I would have hated it. But, but instead, they sent in four middle schoolers. The tallest of which came up to my shoulder. Yeah. And they said... Oh, thank God. Finally, some real competition. This from the kid who's, like, in chess club because his mom told him to pick a sport. Right. And then I'm picturing Barney Stinson going into that room because I was already feeling weird about... I mean, in general, it's just, like, we're full-blown fucking adults who've never been there. You don't know us. And, like, we're just showing up to play laser tag. With these, like, kids. With these kids who are all too accepting and ready to treat us as peers. I've played laser tag as an adult with, like, four or five other people. 
we're worried about all these people, but it's not that weird because it's like a group of us who's clearly just doing a thing. Yeah. And then the man facilitating laser tag put us on different teams, which I think was actually smart at the end of the day, but it did surprise me. It was funny. He was like, no, no, you two... They haven't played, so you go to that team, you go to that, you go there. He, like, knew all of the kids. I almost wondered, I wondered this later, if those kids are just sort of on standby and that they're not playing, paying for games all day. No chance. Like, they might pay for a couple of games, but I was wondering if they'd be like, hey, you want to, like, fuck around? I bet that they were there, like, I don't know. I also don't know if they have memberships or what, so yeah. maybe they have something like that going on. Yeah. Because also I can't imagine middle schoolers shelling out $10 a game. No, I'm sure they have, like, a party deal. But those kids weren't with the with a party. They were just having a Sunday, and they didn't even look like they had parents there. Hmm. Well, you can pay for, like, a certain amount of games. You can pay for one. <laughs> and that was fine. Yeah. But, okay, so then I'm picturing, like, Barney, a single man, showing up to play laser tag. And there are jokes about that in the show. And they honestly land, even if you haven't recently played laser tag, because it's like, okay, this is weird. But it's so much funnier when you're actually running around a laser tag arena and there are kids being like, hey, we gotta get him. They're over there. They're over there. Hey, watch out, he's right there. Right there. Hey, your laser has to point at the headset. Oh, energize your gun, and these oh, kids base, are just... Yeah, and, like, neither of us, I think... I'll speak for myself. I never talk to kids. Like, we don't really talk to kids that much. So to have kids just accept us... Yeah. And be like, we, we gotta do this. this we're on the team. Yeah. So picturing that, picturing how competitive it is for kids who are really into it, or Barney Stinson's who are really into it, I was picturing that episode where Barney is leading a team and then there's like another adult person leading another team. Like maybe his dad or something. Oh, Robin's dad. Robin's dad. And they like both have their little army of kids. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of what we have going on here. The teams are slightly smaller. And and we're we're not not in charge. Yeah. (laughs) We're just the adults. Yeah. But picturing Barney showing up to a place that all the signs are like, this is gonna be legendary. You're awesome. Yeah. And it really feels like his entire character could have been born out of a laser tag event. Every yeah. last drop of his character. Yeah. It all makes sense. It all came together right then and there. Yeah. <sighs> Are you gonna play laser tag again? I would. I'd rather play with more people who yeah, are my age. Yeah, agreed. I wouldn't even care if there are children around, but I want at least, like, four or five of us. Yeah, and I think it would just be more fun to even just know the people that you're yeah. playing against more. Mm-hmm. Like, I was more excited to shoot you than to right. shoot the child. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, when you would shoot me, it was funny, but when a kid would shoot me, it was just annoying. <laughs> yeah, it was like, get away from me, I'm clearly like, bad at this. you're fucking ten years old. <laughs> yeah. Go home. Yeah. I'm going to go smoke It all came together. At the end, they gave us certificates. Yeah. With our scores. Yeah. Felt good. Yeah. You scored higher than I did. 
but both of us got roughly a third of the score of our teammates. <laughs> like, I got, like, 13,000 points, and then the high score got, like, 36,000 <laughs> points. So, yeah, those kids killed it. They did. I still don't totally know how it works, but that's fine. We find them. We find best scorecards. Yeah, and we put them on the wall right before we recorded. Yeah. It's like the uh, little last nod to Barney Stinson before we never have to think about him again. Never ever again. Uh, can I say one last thing about your mother? Yeah. Uh, I watched this reaction to the finale. Mm-hmm. Because apparently that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> sure. They defended it in saying, like, it's never been... A, it was. It wasn't about the mother. It was always a love story about Robin. And something about the way they explained it, I was like, okay. But then I got mad about it. It's just that it's called How I Met Your Mother. And Ted's such a douche. Yeah. Like, I, if you, when, you th- if, when you think about it in the terms of this guy's wife died, but like... It's just that they could have done that better. Mm-hmm. And particularly the offensive pacing of the final season to spread out. It's just, I've never seen something like that. They spread out one weekend over an entire season and then made the last episode cover 10 fucking years or something. You could have done this in a way that was like fun to watch. Yeah. And you chose not to. Yeah. Him ending up with Robin isn't even the worst part about the finale. No, it's, it's just about... Like, and also, like, the previous season, most of the season was Barney's leading up to proposing to Robin. Mm-hmm. So why are we... So we spent now how many seasons focusing on this wedding where Ted meets the mother? Just for it to be a divorce and a death. Within an hour. Absolutely bonkers. Also, the mother was cool. Why'd you give her to us and take her away? I also, I when I was watching the show, I was always nervous before it ended about how they would do it because I thought the last scene would always be just him meeting the mother, which is what I kind of wanted, but then I thought I'd want to know what the mother was like. And I actually liked how they showed... Like a flash. Yeah, like they showed like how all the gang met her and just like random little pieces of them, which was actually really cute. And I was glad I got to know her. And then she got COVID. Probably. Yeah, there's a lot of theories that that's what happened. Even though that's absolutely insane to say. Right, because they clearly did not know about COVID. Yeah. Uh, Ted, like, goes to... Did they, like, go to China in 2021? Yeah. They're, like, in an airport. Yeah, there's, like, a flash forward at one point. Yeah, and they're in Hong Kong. And it was... No, it wasn't 2020. It was, it was 2021. 2021. Yeah. And, and it was like, like running... nuh-uh. But yeah, and then Marshall ran for an office in 2020. And I was like, wow, you guys did not know how bad it you was going to be. did not know what was coming. Really brave of you to put these timestamps in here. But, anyhow. you have anything left to say about how it met your mother? Or do you want to just kind of like burn it? I got nothing left. And you fried from it? So, yeah. What? Listen to our podcast. It's really good. 
it was fun. Yeah. I think people who like this show would enjoy it. I honestly think that people who are not... Okay, well, I shouldn't say this because I don't want to discourage anyone from listening to it. But I feel like people who are not exactly in our age range would like it better. Uh, which way? Older. (laughs) I mean, or younger. Either way. But the fact that we we watched it as middle schoolers, high schoolers, and, like, it ended our first year after high school... And, like, the way that technology progressed, the way that we're, like, Gen Z, millennial cusp, all of that perspective on the show. Is it original? What? <laughs> I was it saying is. it literally is. I'm saying if you're not in that, if you're not in that age range, yeah, you might be more interested in hearing us talk about it than if you were, if you already just lived that, then. No, I think, I think so, too. I think it would be funny. Yeah, I would like to hear, like a um, like a show that I watched as an adult. I'd love to hear what somebody who was in ninth grade watching it thought. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I agree. Like, haha, these stupid older people. They don't even know. Yeah. Okay, enough with the lies. How <laughs> fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> um, Barney, Ted, Sandy Rivers. Sandy Rivers is played by Alexis Denehoff, who is married to Allison Hannigan, who plays Lily, and also he was in the show Buffy with Allison Hannigan, but he's more well-known for his role in Angel. Also, I don't think we mentioned once, Lily's the best character. The show would not be possible without Lily. Lily made the show on so many levels. We were already saying that, and then she was... When Allison Hannigan was pregnant and missing for like four episodes, it was or so hard to watch. The it, the show actually, actually gets disgusting. Yeah, like there's no balance to these characters. Yeah, like she actually needed to be there. Yeah, she's like Elaine on Seinfeld. You said Barney, Ted, Sandy Rivers. Yep. Um, I'm going to kill Ted. Kill Ted. Fuck Barney, Mary Sandy. Great answer. Same. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious about Barney. You know, what's was... all the hubbleboo? Yeah, what's all the hubbleboo? I was inclined to fuck Sandy, but then I realized I don't want to marry Barney. He's probably not the best husband. Yeah. 